STC Pod and the opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the presenters therein, without any affiliation or obligation to any establishment, either real or imagined, even if they wanted it. Now, get ready and hit start to continue. You're up. I'm up. Yep. At least we're swallowing this food, man. I'm choking. <laughs> yeah. Well, people are used to that. Oh, sorry. I didn't have breakfast. Ugh. All right, sir. I had to rush back from physio. So what have you been doing since uh, you've been waiting? Well, what do you mean you haven't had breakfast? No one really believes that. You mean you haven't had breakfast for two hours? <clears throat> no, I didn't have mean? breakfast this morning because after I dropped the kids off, I found, uh, I came back home and I found a list of uh, chores on my desk for some outdoor yard work and I got right into it and then I had to rush for physio and I just got back and that's it. That's been my entire morning. What, what, what is with all this physio? What's going on? Why did it take extra long today? Uh, she gave me two extra shoulder exercises and then she had to ice me down. Oh my God. Are you uh, a professional athlete? Is there a big uh, game you're training for? Well, it It's nice not to move your shoulder and have it hurt. I, well, I don't know what you don't understand. Or when I go to the gym, it's nice to lift something and not be in pain. Right? Calm down at the gym. I do. How about that? What are you training for? Huh? Are you uh, pitching next week uh, for the Jays? What? Staying in shape. Holy crap. Makes me, makes me feel good. Prepping my body for when I get older, right? So, uh, as long as you get all this free why time. Hate, why do you hate people that work out? Uh, did I say that? You hate them. No, I didn't say yeah, that. You said, I heard you say once you wish they get run over. <laughs> what? Who got run, run over? You wish that on someone. You saw some guy who looked like he worked out. I hope that guy gets run over. <laughs> He's an oh, idiot. You're making up lies, my friend. That's untrue. God knows what you think about me. And I barely work out. Just every day. Mr. Free Time. There. I'm done. All my food. That's my yogurt. All I got left is my coffee. All right. I want to hear about your morning because we couldn't do an early record because uh, you had to do some thrift shopping. Well, I had a, a weekday off here and I figured, you know, I've never actually hit them at their opening. So why not? Why not try that? Because nothing, no other time is working. So I went to Value Village right after dropped the kids off at school and was there as the doors open. That's nothing. There was nothing. Not even a single video game title. You mean they didn't have like a sports game? Nothing. And even there was a girl there filling the media shelves. And I asked her, like, did you guys move the games? Or are they somewhere else? No, we haven't had any games in in a little while. What? Are you crazy? I walked around there, you know, through all of the other, all their other merchandise. There's just nothing cool in there anywhere. Um, went to the back where the big hardware or electronics are. There was one stained up, dirty old, gross PlayStation one. The big one, no cords, nothing, just the console. 
all stained up and gross. 20 bucks. And uh, went through the baggies. There's nothing in there. Walked through the toys. There's nothing in there. Nothing in the board games. I went to the glass cabinet and they had one uh, PlayStation 2 Slim. I think they had like uh, $30 or $40 on that. And uh, it's, it's terrible. What is going on? So uh, I left there. I thought, you know, why not? It's early. Why not just continue the thrifting and hit all the stores as they open? So the next on my trip was Salvation Army, and that opens at uh, 9.30. So I was there for the doors open at uh, Salvation Army. Nothing there. Zero. Beyond zero. Absolutely nothing there. And again, not even any cool merchandise. There's nothing cool there. Not an old camera or a vintage piece of radio. Nothing. Hmm. Is is this your interaction with the conversation to get your dog up in your lap, licking your balls? <laughs> He's licking some yogurt. Just continue. I'm enthralled because I'm. I've got a story to tell you when you're done this. All right, so I kept going to the next thrift store. There's an uh, there's a bigger thrift store across town. It opened at ten, so I can be there for its uh, doors open. So I get over there. Its doors open. Run through the uh, through the aisles to get to where uh, any video games might be, and there's just some crappy sports titles. No consoles. No accessories. Nothing. And again, no cool stuff anywhere. No good board games, no cool retro electronics or books or anything like that. It's just dried up like crazy here. And uh, then there was one more spot to check. And uh, they actually had a Gran Turismo game for the PS2, which I already had. So no good. But at least there was one video game there. And that was it, man. The thrift stores are dried up like crazy. Dry. Dried up, man. It is frustrating. Well, um, they should be getting into um, their busy season, right? Once people start doing their spring cleaning. There's there's lineups of people to drop stuff up at, off at these places. But uh, I don't know. There's maybe the words out on the video games now. You know what? I blame uh, Nintendo Hodge. He made this uh, so successful in my town. This He made us a video game capital here in town, and no one wants to get rid of their stuff now. Is that what he did? Yep, I blame Haji for this. <clears throat> well, because the other day when he told me he wanted to hit up uh, some thrift stores, I was like, well, maybe I'll do the same. And then I, I talked myself out of it because, well, I did, and then I didn't. At first, I talked myself out of it. Thinking like, anytime I've ever gone, I've come away with zilch so i was uh out doing some errands and i had time to kill so i ended up uh just to kill the time i drove up to port perry which is uh probably about 20 minutes away from where i live just to check out their main strip because they've got a couple uh antique stores there and you know not really thrift stores but uh you know the kind of thing that uh if you're familiar with the area, like the tourists would hit up or something right on their main strip. So I went there, 
couple records maybe I might have picked up, but they were 10 bucks a pop. Nothing in terms of, uh, you know, I was looking for some old books or anything like that. And then I hit up uh, EB Games on the way back, and there was nothing there, too, that really caught my eye either. So I'm just wondering if the whole vintage uh, thrift store shopping is kind of, you know, a big waste of time now. It's looking that way in our area. I think people are just, uh, hey, we don't give these away. We sell them or we keep them. We don't give them away to thrift stores. So it ain't happening anymore. And like this value village I co go to in my town, it is rammed all the hours it's open. You can barely get a parking spot in there. Just rammed with people. It's like everyone's on this thrift kick nowadays. When did this become trendy? I think a while ago, and it's just taken some of us longer to catch on. The The glory days are gone, man. I mean, it's people, it's Beamers, Mercedes, it's uh, high-end cars in the parking lot. People yeah. running in there. Frustrating. Looking forward well, to the air sales. They're buying season. stuff. They're trying to find stuff that they can probably just more than likely turn around, right? Mm. <laughs> it's funny. When I was going around to my stores this morning, there was a couple dudes that were on the, the same route as I was. A couple of dealers. Where did you see them before? In, in basically every store I was in, I'd go to my next store and sure enough, they would end up popping in there too. No, but I mean, you said they were dealers, right? Yeah. Well, I, I, they'd have to be, I'd think so. You know, those dirty dealer types. Well, I don't know what to tell you, man. So maybe we need to give up on video games. Maybe I'm just, playing all these to, people, I'm just playing them to enjoy now. All these people coming into my town, going to my thrift stores, you can stop now. It's enough. Enough already. Stop. But uh, you're right. We got enough games on the shelf. Why don't we just play them for a bit? Yeah, I guess. Uh, I was going to ask you when's the next time we're going to do uh, the Three Amigos run. Uh, it's pointless to come up here unless we pick somewhere else to go. Hmm. I'll run if I come. I don't know. I don't know where else to go. And like you just said, you uh, there was nothing in the Port Perry area. No, you think for an area like that, there'd be more. I don't know. I, I'm not completely familiar with it, 100%. So I don't know if uh, where they would have a value village or a thrift store if they have one. Nothing, it's nothing on the main strip, right? So yeah, Maybe we need to make a couple-day trip and go deep into the woodlands of northern Quebec or something. Let's see what we dig up there. Get out of Ontario. Or I think we're in the shittiest spot to be collecting stuff, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I did uh, stop as well as you at the EB Games because they have uh, 360 games. Buy one, get the second half price Man. for re recycled games. But nothing really caught my eye. No deals there to be had anymore, man, either. Yeah, they need another price drop. What are you playing with down there? Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, do you want to, uh, enough of this, uh, chit chat, start the show? Sure. What episode yeah. are we in? I think this is 80. Come on. I don't know why I can't isn't remember it? this stuff. Isn't it? 
I don't know. Can you verify this before I go into it? Can I verify it? Well, if we uh, look for our shows on Podbean. I'll do the legwork again. Hold on. Uh, what the? Fuck you, Google. What? It's 80. Is it? Yeah. 79 was the last episode. Happy 80th anniversary. 80? That's crazy. All right. You ready to hold on your hats here? Yeah. Did you come up with something nice uh, new intro for us? Something witty? Of course. I didn't. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of STC Pod. This is episode number 80. Please remember to subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash start to continue. Follow Bill on Twitter at STC Pod. You can check me out on Twitter at AC Decepticon. Bookmark our websites, stcpod.com, as well as angrycanadiandecepticon.blogspot.ca. Listen on iTunes under title search STC Pod, as well as Transformers and Beer. You can get all of our episodes on Podbean at stcpod.podbean.com. And if you're listening to us, you have to check out some other great podcasts, blogs, and videos from people in our community at thecartridgeclub.org. Sorry, www.cartridgeclub.org. As always, from Bill and myself, a big thank you to all of our loyal listeners who tune in every week for a new show Friday morning. Yay. Boomer Live. And check out uh, stcpod.com. I said that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't listen to what you're saying. That's the uh, third <laughs> thing I say, actually, when I say bookmark our websites. Bookmark. Does anyone bookmark anymore? When's the last time you bookmarked? Uh, well, anytime I cross something new that I know I'm going to go back to, I bookmark it. I can't be bothered. It's too much effort. You'd rather type it all out manually? <laughs> or just never go back in person? I feel it'll just get lost in my unorganized bookmarks anyway. So what's you the point? Organize your shit. Nah. Can't do it. Oh, I'm starving. Yeah, I bet. Cause you just ate. You know, it's 12 o'clock now. <laughs> so you get to start a new round of eating. Cause it became 12. <laughs> it's now lunchtime. I just, I just ate brunch prior to this and now it's time for lunch. There's a pork chop in the fridge with my name on it. If you allow me some time, I can go uh, nuke it nope. and eat it. No, definitely not. Watch me. I won't even definitely use a fork not. and a knife. You can just watch me use my hands. Let's uh, let's recap from the last episode. What uh, what has happened to Joe since the last episode? Mm, what nothing. Nothing. Well, took the little guy to swimming lessons yesterday for his second lesson. So nice not having to get in the water with him. Mm -hmm. You should be in the water. No, they don't allow <laughs> into the water after at a certain point, though. Calm down. That's fine. No, I'm wondering about you. You told the story last episode about about uh, all the head bobs and passing out and everything. And uh, yeah. a bunch of us on Twitter got concerned and bandied yeah. together and formed a campaign. I don't like these interventions. Hashtag keep Joe breathing. Hashtag keep Joe alive. Listen, I don't and stop breathing. Uh, I haven't brought it up with my wife yet, though I think she needs to go because she's been snoring up a storm in bed, even though she says she doesn't and she wears a mouth guard. I've been having some great sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, you have been. The problem is it's all the time. Well, there's but, days when I'm more tired than the other because I, I, depending on what goes on. I thought we I thought we got through to you. Listen. Like there was a bunch of us got together. Haji reached out to you very Yeah, that was nice of him. Warmly. He was very concerned. He was more concerned about me than you were. <laughs> yeah. I've been fighting the long fight. He's just jumped in on this battle. So I'll talk I will talk to my wife about it eventually at some point soon. I just really don't want to have to sleep with a sleep mask. Yeah, listen, I was in the same boat. I hated the idea of having to do that. But you know, if you need it, you need it. It's like someone said about the pacemaker why, thing. Why if you, you need so, a pacemaker, it's different. That, why are that, you still so tired though? What are you talking about? I make it through shifts at work. You come in so glassy eyed and, and red eyed. Like I'm surprised you haven't been accused of smoking dope or something. <laughs> well, sure you don't hot box your car on the way in. <laughs> I'm well, when we get down to it, I'm still a shift worker, but, uh, it is a lot different. I can tell if there's a night where I have to go without the machine, it it's a night of hell for sure. And that's um, what I mean. Why you got your body so accustomed to it that when you don't have to, when you don't have to get the chance to use your machine, you don't even have a good sleep. That, that makes no sense what you're saying. You, I'm just it, reiterating what you just told me. You're still better off to have the machine. You're better off having that constant air pressure through your system so you can reach that nice deep REM sleep. And wake up refreshed. Now so I'll be, you, I'll be, hold on, hold it. You still wake up in the night though. What do you mean? How do you know? <laughs> you, I'm asking you a question. Do you still wake up in the middle of the night or do you go throughout the entire night, every night, like without waking up? Well, I still would change position, that kind of thing. Right. So you wake up. Adjust all the, the tubing going into your mouth and then uh, settle back down again, right? Well, do you not change position at all in the night? Yeah. I, I'm just changing position like a normal person would. And yeah, you have to grab the tube, kind of. But I'm saying you still wake head. up, though, right? Wake up. You wake up. Oh, I got to change position. And then you got to do all the nonsense. So are you really still getting into the really deep sleeps if you're waking up? Oh yeah. hundred percent. Because the difference is I'm waking up maybe three times a night to change position. Whereas before you'd be waking up, I think in my case, I think my number was around 16 times a minute waking up. Come on. That's yeah. not right. That's the, yeah. these fucking hocus pocus that, people, man. Forget it. I think that was my number. And yeah. I know people whose number was way higher than that way higher like basically basically every breath they'd be uh <laughs> who are you yelling at i love my dog he's just retarded he wants <laughs> in and out of the room all the time what were you saying what's going on uh just that there's there was there's people way more severe than uh than i was with uh being jarred out of their sleep and it <laughs> 
you know, it doesn't necessarily mean every time you're sitting up in bed gasping for air. It just means you've uh, a lot of episodes. You're just uh, coming out of you're coming to consciousness because you've stopped breathing. So you won't even remember all the times you've come to. There's the big ones where you do sit up in bed going, holy smokes, I think I stopped breathing. And then there's all the little times that you don't even notice. All right. Well, and that's, I what they'll, that's what they'll count when they put you through your test and they'll give you a hard number of how many episodes you had in what body position and how it trended through the night. And then once you get in your machine, your machine will tell you if you're still having episodes or not. You can get all the stats out of your machine. They're so advanced nowadays. We have SD cards in them. Plug it into your computer. gives you a printout. Tells you how well you slept for how long. Yeah, and then what can you do about it? What do you mean? After you look at your stats, what can you do about it? Well, it can confirm to you that things are working. That you're getting a I'm good sleep if now. they're not working, what can you do about it? If it still doesn't work? Yeah. Well, then they have to adjust your machine. To get, that's when you get your machine, you still go in for another night. And that's where they are constantly adjusting your pressure to figure out what works perfectly for you. So there's no more episodes. Do you get me? How soft have we gotten as a civilization that we hey, need this bullshit? You're the one going to physio three times that's a week. Different. Because that's a that's not different. ailment. That's a, that's an injury. No, you were not crippled. You had a sore uh, shoulder from lifting too many weights. Now it's I'm in physio five days a week. I got shoulder impingement and it hurts to impingement. lift. <laughs> okay. So don't lift heavy weights above your head. I've stopped for now. It hurts it's, to do other things. It's this not, the same it's not thing. healing itself. That's why I'm going. Exactly. So this is what, why you need to get yourself looked after. And it'll be great for the show if you record these uh, doctor's yeah, visits. Great. <laughs> but you know what? With you and all your money, you might not even go the machine route. You could go the uh, dental apparatus route where there's uh, they mold. I got to have a retainer in my mouth again. Yeah, so that works for some people, but it has to be specially designed just for your mouth kind of thing. Fucking mumble jumble, man. Yeah. And those are actually more expensive than the machine route. But you don't have to have a machine going. And it's completely portable. You just need this uh, mouth guard thing to take with you. So there's that route. Or there's surgery route. Let them go uh, start opening up your throat. Take out whatever is... Uh... It's not... <laughs> Ugh, getting angry again. All right. Just go make your appointment. Talk to your doctor. To say, be continued. Just tell your doctor that you're concerned you're not you're not feeling restful during uh awake periods of the day. When I should be awake, I'm always asleep. And you'd like a sleep test. He's gonna think I'm a hypochondriac all these times I'm seeing him. Anyway, to be continued. <laughs> then they'll set you up for a sleep test. Yeah, I, know, I know. And you'll go to one of these places. They're set up like hotel rooms. You got like a queen size bed in each of these rooms. You get wired up. You go to sleep. And they wake you up in the morning. Tell you how you did. 
I can't wait for all of this audio to come back. And pictures. I want pictures you wired up. At least with the, the sans hair you got on top, all of those electrodes to your brain will uh, come on and off a lot easier than it did yeah. for me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what? That's true. I'm uh. telling you how easy it'll be for you. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, your turn. No, this is Talk your bag, something. baby. I watched, um, are you up to date on uh, Last Man on Earth? Oh, you're goddamn right I am. I watched the latest episode last night. It was funny. It was okay. I, th I thought it wasn't as strong as what I'm used to from that show, but it's good. Do you think uh, What's-His-Face is going to be uh, a permanent member, or is he going to something going to happen and he ends up leaving the show. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, it's a totally different dynamic now that he's with the group than when he wasn't with the group. And I'm kind of disappointed with his, uh, how he is with the group. It's not as fun as I thought it would be, mm. but that's his character too, which I don't know. I found it kind of hard to believe that he would be that, uh, he could be that, uh, bit of a uh dick. yeah, <laughs> insensitive to his brother. I, I wish you hadn't, uh, ruined the ending for me because I knew what was coming up just by the way they were <laughs> positioning the camera. I forgot about <laughs> it until he woke up and I go, Hmm. Oh, this must be what Bill was talking about. <laughs> yeah. But that was hilarious. Like completely shaven on one side of his face and head. Yeah, I don't remember his head being shaven too, or the story including his head. So that was good. We'll see where that goes. Uh, did you end up watching uh, Fear the Walking Dead? Yep. Any good? Did you watch it? No. Why not? Because I had no interest in it. I didn't watch the first season. Why is this one a continuation? Like they're still on a plane or something like that, or on a plane? Yeah, no, on a plane. No, no one's on a plane. There was a little uh, mini series, little webisodes where it was taking place on a plane. They were showing uh, episodes a, in the Walking Dead cast. Yeah, it's well, it's the Fear of the Walking Dead cast. No, but the know. same ones as as last season. Yeah, it's a direct continuation to what was happening from last season. Uh, I wish you'd seen it so we could talk about it, but. So are they going to try and do the same thing that The Walking Dead's doing where they'll have a sort of a main cast with people coming in and out all the time? Mm, hard to say. There's definitely a main cast. I don't know. It's the early stages of the outbreak, so they're just trying to get their footing about what is the true cost of this and uh, you know what can they expect who can they trust what should they be doing the first episode i was uh it was laughable and you wouldn't like it because they were so stupid you know you hate it when characters are ridiculously stupid in survival situations yep there was a lot of this like if they'd had hijinks music playing in behind this episode it would have been a comedy 
there it was just stupid mistake after stupid mistake where you're just yelling at the TV going, why would why are you really what why why are you no don't are you jumping in the water seriously why just ridiculous stuff it's I don't, I don't get it. it. The only good thing is it weeds out the dummies. Be like, go ahead, dummy. <laughs> yeah. Is is that how writers build tension now for scripts? Is just let's have them make a ridiculously stupid decision that they have to get out of, and that'll be the tension. Well, who's the writers for this one? I don't know. I can, I couldn't name them. Hmm. Different. They're different people. I think Kirkman's involved somewhere, but not. I don't think he's in the writer's room for this, hmm. but don't quote me on that. I'm not exactly. I just sure. hope they don't oversaturate it. Cause I know there's been, um, people unhappy with how the last season of, uh, walking dead finished. Some are saying it's, you know, on its way out, this or that. And I, I enjoyed it. So I'm still happy with it. Well, I was quite happy to see fear of the walking dead start right up. And I was, glad to get back to those early days of the outbreak to see how that happens. And they're going on a, on a different route because they're on a, they're on a big yacht. They have a huge yacht that has a 3000 mile, um, range. So many options open to them, but they're just doing stupid stuff. So I, it's, it's kind of hard. That first episode was hard. It was like comedy. Hope it gets better. Really hope it gets better. Do you want to talk about uh, The Walking Dead? Should we get into it? Well, it's been over two weeks. Yeah, I think I think it's fine. So we're going to talk about Walking Dead. We're going to talk about the finale, talk about season six. We're going to give spoilers. We're going to talk about it. Fair warning. How did you feel about season six as an entire run or was it even an arc kind of had a couple arcs i don't remember much uh, <laughs> <laughs> boy uh, you should be on a podcast <laughs> it was certainly better than the previous season i think all right well mm-hmm. hold on here season six started with uh remember it had that huge herd of walkers in the quarry that they had to uh they had to deal with that right and uh, of course that went awry and the herd ended up surrounding Alexandria. Uh, they had the, the whole Glenn thing, the Glenn debacle where they teased that he died and they pulled a fast one on us kind of like nineties television. So uh, Glenn came back to life. He got out, uh, he squeezed under a dumpster and survived until the herd left. Were you, were you okay with that? I, I think the only complaint with that part was it was sort of the one time that they've given a character a, a you know a hall pass in terms of surviving, right? If it had been anyone yes. else, anyone else aside from like you know Rick or Daryl or maybe Maggie or something, they would have certainly died. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, like this. Sh- did the show lose their balls at that point? My thing is, did they write themselves into that predicament where they sort of had to take a step back and say, all right, we're going to, we went the wrong way with Glenn here. Maybe uh, we need to keep him around. Uh, we'll do this this one time and that's it. It won't happen again. 
yeah, well, they they're afraid to lose characters. It seemed for this season, there was a lot of red shirts died all the time. A lot of science officers got it. Uh, let's see. Then Daryl and Abraham and Sasha got separated and Daryl first met Dwight who he tried to help and then got, uh, betrayed by Dwight and those two girls actually was down to one girl by the end of it. Dwight was, uh, it, as it turned out, was trying to escape Negan as well when he first came upon Daryl. He ended up two times. Hmm. Daryl took his uh, crossbow. Right. And he went, obviously, back to Negan because we well, next time we found find Dwight, he is uh, horribly scarred and totally fighting for uh, Negan's cause. Was the scarring uh, something that Negan did to him? It's something that that is explained in the comic book, but it hasn't been talked about on the TV show yet. But I think they kind of hinted at Dwight was taking away uh, one or two of Negan's ladies because they said, well, should we go back to Negan? And he was like, no, Negan won't want you anymore because he only wants willing women. That kind of thing was was hinted at slightly at that episode. After you've seen the last episode, you should go back and check out those early episodes with Dwight. You get hints about how things were working there and that he really was part of Negan's team that he had, uh, that they were running from. And so, uh, they meet the Hilltop community. They make a deal with them. Rick's group will take out the saviors. So, they no longer have to give to the saviors instead of giving to the saviors. They'll give to Rick and his group. And Rick thinks he takes out all of the saviors, including Negan. And things return to uh, a more even pace back at Alexandria. There's a bunch of uh, getting it on, getting on. Uh, Rick gets on with Michonne and uh, Abraham tosses Rosita out the door. Cause he likes, uh, he's now moving in on, come on, help me out. Oh, her name's slipping me too. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was doing so good there with the names. Continue until we get to the last episode. Uh, well, oh, I should say, uh, their doctor goes out on a run with Daryl and, uh, Rosita and gets taken out by the return of Dwight this time scarred up. Uh, he has Daryl's crossbow, but, um, because of a distraction caused by, uh, oh boy, STC pod here, <laughs> uh, you know, mullet head mulletron bites the dick off Dwight, right? Was it yeah. Dwight's dick a bit? And that's how they were uh, able to overtake all them. Daryl gets his crossbow back and Alexandria goes into lockdown because they know that the saviors are still out there and are not to be trifled with. However, Denise has killed their only doctor and um, there's a medical emergency with Maggie. So she needs a doctor. She's pregnant. So they have to travel to the hilltop to... Uh, get her looked after because there's a, there's a medical uh, person at the hilltop. 
did they ever discuss, did they show the aftermath of Denise getting murdered? Like with, uh, cause she got into a relationship with, um, not that I remember. They kind of brushed that off. I don't think they really got into it. You're right. I think there was more going on and they just didn't have the time. More pressing matters. So the group, uh, arms themselves up to go on this road trip to the hilltop. And it seems everyone walks up to Rick and says, uh, I'm going with you on this trip because it's important. And Rick says, no, we need you here. And they say, no, we're going anyways. And Rick says, okay, come on. So about 10 or 12 people join the group, even though Rick tells them they all have to stay to help Alexandria. But everyone gets on board the RV anyways. And Alexandria is left to the preacher guy to guard Mm. him and Carl. Did you see that as a little, uh, a little weird? Do you not trust the preacher? Wasn't it just two months ago? He was like turning on them all. Well, yeah, but he sort of changed since then. And I think he's been trying to prove it to Rick and the rest of the community within that time frame. So, uh, I, I think Rick trusts him. It's, um, I think out of everyone left, he's one of the guys that Rick has known the longest, right? Not necessarily a good thing, but yeah, I think he's sincere in what he means that he'll do whatever it takes to protect, protect, uh, Rick's daughter. Yeah. It just seems like Rick, uh, took every, uh, every one of his warriors and left Alexandria, uh, barely defended with the original Alexandrians and Carl and the priest, which was the first part of the episode. I kind of twinged at a bit because they're supposed to be on lockdown and suddenly he's taking off with all of their assets and Rick is now feeling King shit. He's very confident. He's walking with a swagger after his uh, victories against the saviors and everything else he's been up to up until now. So they hit a roadblock on the road and it's the saviors and uh, King Rick gets out of the RV and you know, kind of walks with a swagger. says uh, he could have taken them on right then, but he decides to back off. And he has a, a verbal confrontation with them where they're like, we want all your stuff. And he's like, how about you give me all your stuff? And then uh, what if uh, today was your last day on earth? All this kind of talk. He's King Shet. But he ends up backing up. And they back that RV up. I would have loved to have heard the beeps of the RV backing up. The warning beeps. Yeah. I, I wonder what would have happened though. Cause how many guys were in that first confrontation? Like maybe like what? Six to 10 or something like that. Yeah. It wasn't, wasn't very many. I wonder if it would have been a different story. Cause I was trying to think afterwards, how many, how many were in the final numbers of the saviors when they're uh, at the campground. Was it like a hundred, like fifty? Well, let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. I just wonder if taking out this group would have made uh, a difference in the end. Yeah, you're right. That's all the things you're you're thinking as the episode goes along. They back up, lots of beeps as it's backing up. Abraham makes an eighteen point turn to get that RV turned around on the two lane highway. Mm-hmm. It took about twenty minutes of airtime watching him. Burp, burp, burp. 
That would have been great. Just like that Austin Powers scene when he's in the hallway with that car, trying to go backwards, forwards, with backwards. The golf cart, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they take a different route. Another barricade. A little bit more people there. He backs up. And uh, he starts, you can see him sweating a bit. He's trying to uh, give confidence to Maggie in the back that everything's going to be fine. But you can see him starting to uh, get a little bit hesitant. And they uh, take another route. This time they come across, is this the logs the next time? Or is it the chain full of uh, zombies? I think the zombies and then the logs was the last one, I think. Right. So they... This this blew me away when they pulled up to this. Uh, there was a bunch of walkers all chained together as a roadblock, and they drive all the way down to where this roadblock is, and it was a complete valley with high sides on either side. It was a complete kill zone. Like, there's no way they would have made themselves that vulnerable driving into that kind of an ambush situation, but they did, and they all got out of the RV to look at it, and uh, they saw that some of the walkers had uh, uh, stuff from the other missing people of their groups, like uh, some dreads from Michonne's hair and some bolts from Daryl's crossbow. Which I should say on the episode before this, Daryl got snuck up on again. That had to have been like the third time in this uh, season they managed to sneak up on Daryl. I didn't understand the Michonne hair thing though. Where, where, where did that come from? Uh, they just wanted to uh, freak them out and let them know that they had their, their people. So they took, they had Michonne, they had Daryl. So they just cut off some of her hair and jabbed oh, okay. it in. I got it. I got it. Think of how difficult it would have been to string this Walker fence together. It would have been a lot of effort, a lot of time putting that together. It wasn't that strong of a fence, though. And what were they worried about again? Damaging the front of the RV? <laughs> they couldn't have just driven through them. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they were worried they could stall out the RV. But I mean, they should have never even driven down there because it was a that was an ambush. It, like there should have been a giant sign above the walkers saying, "This is an ambush location. You're yeah. going to get ambushed." And Sure enough, they got, they took fire at their feet. You know, you don't want to shoot them yet. Let's freak them out. Let's shoot delicately at their feet. No one got hurt. They ran back in the RV. RV backs up again. Beep, beep, beep. 15 point turn. Burp, 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 burp. Driving around. They look for another route. Rick is talking to Maggie again. This time he's, you can see the worry in his face. He's sweating quite a bit. And then they come across another roadblock, which is even crazier. It's tons of these heavy logs that have been cut out of the forest and piled up, had to have been heavy machinery and had to have been, you know, what, a, a, a couple of weeks in planning and uh, to manipulate all these logs and put them all up. Yeah. You know, a lot of foresight going on. Uh, again, they get out of the RV, take a look at it. Uh, they decide to get out of there. The RV, the logs start on fire instantly. Very computerized fire, by the way. And they throw a guy off an overpass as another threat to them. They drive off. Then they have to come up with another plan. At, at any point, were you thinking 
maybe they should just retreat back to Alexandria and regroup. Yeah, but I think they were just so concerned about Maggie's. That was probably the what they're going to use in the storyline just to have them keep pressing on. I was just trying to also figure out like where is this hilltop community compared to Alexandria and was there no better way to get to it? Like they were, they tried what three or four different routes Mm -hmm. and somehow they all mysteriously happened to be, uh, you know, roadblocked or have people there ahead of them for some reason. Right. As if they could, as if they could predict them where they were going and then have people there or did they have people there waiting ahead of time just in case they came across that route? Well, yeah, it was different groups each time. So, you know, Rick's crew were probably realizing that we're dealing with a lot of people here and they got a lot of stuff, Uh, especially with the logs. They would have had to have had heavy equipment to get all those logs going. We should say, while this was going on, Carol was out having a little jaunt, a little meander through the meadows. And she had a little drama with a savior tracking her down and trying to kill her slowly. Morgan comes to her rescue. Despite she wants to die, she's ready to die, I think. Uh, she's had enough. She lost the will to kill. So she uh, she had enough. But Morgan saves her and... Two people. That's right. Yeah. He actually, he killed someone finally. Uh, Two people on horseback. Uh, Yeah. What, what they were from a neighboring tribe per se. Well, they, again, they don't say that. Uh, They do have spears from the hilltop, but they're dressed differently. They have a kind of uh, motorcycle armor on them. So there, it's a different, uh, I think it's a different group. Mm-hmm. If you read the comics, you, you would know what's, what to expect a little bit more, but just by there. that I should be looking forward to? Yeah. Yeah. It's the, like I said before, the world is definitely opening up. It's not just the hilltop and Alexandria and the saviors. You're going to see more communities come on board. So this impending, whatever is going to happen is going to involve more than just, uh, you know, a couple groups. So multiple computer, uh, multiple communities finally taking a stand against the savior group. Well, maybe that's what we'll see. We'll probably be next season. And if these are people from another community, they do have the hilltop spears. So that means that they're already in trade with the hilltop. So they know about each other. Uh, the saviors know about the hilltop, but the Alexandrians don't know about this new community. So we'll see how all that plays out in the future. So back to the RV crew, they decide in the, the darkness of night, they will split up. And uh, what's his head? Why can't I think of Molotron's name? What is going on? STC pod. He volunteers to drive the RV and he will lead all the saviors astray. He'll be one step ahead of them at Hold every on. moment. Who has the mullet on Walking Dead? Checking my sources. Okay, I found this on the web for the mullet on Walking Dead. Eugene. <laughs> of course, Eugene, who also has developed uh, a recipe for creating uh, manufacturing of bullets. So that's important for later as well. 
However, he gives the recipe written down to Rick. So maybe he's not as important, but he is kind of important. He could manufacture bullets, which would give uh, Rick's group quite a bit of independence and uh, trade fodder amongst other communities. And power could be the power shift if he can manufacture bullets. So he says, don't worry about it. You guys are going to hike through the woods and you're going to reach the hilltop under the cover of night. I'm going to drive the RV, totally throw off these guys because I'm so smart. They put Maggie on a cot or a, you know, a stretcher and they're carrying her through the woods and suddenly there's all this whistling going on and everyone's getting freaked out and it seems like they're being herded towards a certain area. And sure enough, they get herded into a big open area where there's hundreds of saviors all gathered around in a circle. They have them completely surrounded, completely outgunned. And uh, what do you think? What what did you think was going to happen at this point? Did you see any more surprises from Rick's group coming up? Uh, what do you mean in terms of uh, getting out of this situation? Yeah. Did you see an exit for them? No, because... Rick, this was where we started seeing a transition in Rick's appearance where he was suddenly he seemed to be shaking and scared for everybody as opposed to having that confident swagger that that he's had this past season, right? Mm-hmm. It was it was a really weird turn of uh, character for him, uh, one that I personally didn't like because he, no, he suddenly became really, really afraid and almost had no idea of what to do. Yeah, I hate seeing him like that. He turns into Jelly Rick, which we've seen before in previous seasons, but complete turn to Jelly. I kind of thought, you know what? They got Maggie on this stretcher all covered up in a blanket or something. I thought maybe they had like rocket launchers or something hiding underneath the blanket that could have punched an exit for them. But they didn't. They just took Maggie off the stretcher and they all got on their knees. And you see Eugene the guy who was going to stay one step ahead of them and lead them all over town was there captured as well. So in his brilliance, he just was captured immediately. Like the second he put it in drive, they captured him. Basically they open a door to another, I don't know, cargo van or something. There's Daryl and Michonne and uh, Glenn. So these are all the warriors of Rick's group all on their knees And out comes finally the appearance of Negan from their own RV. And what did you think when you first saw Negan as a guy who hasn't read it in the comics? Well, I, I had seen something online as to who is going to be. Um, I, I like him as a, I've seen him in other TV shows and I sort of liked his characters because he's been on Grays, He's been on, uh, Supernatural few other ones and uh so his appearance was was already ruined for me but um i think he's a great actor so he can certainly play off the part and i think he played off the the negan character very well uh yeah we know him from he played the comedian in the watchman i think uh right you and i saw him most recently maybe you saw him more recently on in grays i don't know about that show but uh he was in extant last year wasn't he I missed last season. Oh, you told me to stop watching it. Yeah, it was awful. You said, don't waste your time. So I didn't. 
Uh, and his, his appearance on Grays was numerous years ago. So oh. uh, he's been on, on there. Uh, can I ask you, did you watch this episode uh, live or did you watch it off the PVR? I watched it off the PVR and I'm kind of glad I did because your complaint, at least were so many commercials within this, within this hour and a half episode, right? Yeah. For those of us that chose to watch it live, man, there was so many commercial breaks. It just... It was incredible. It wasn't as uh, obvious off the PVR, so I I barely even I barely noticed it or even took note of it. But uh, well, the one good thing about it was I knew I'd suffered through so many breaks and so many short segments that when this Negan reveal, Negan reveal finally came to pass, I knew it was going to be a long segment and we'd get to enjoy them for at least a good twelve minutes without a commercial break. So he opens the door, he comes out, he has a, he's monologuing, has tons to say, you know, because this is the moment where you get to establish Negan. Is he, uh, is he charming? Is he sinister? Is he evil? Is he, uh, smart? Is he cunning? Is he clever? I think he's all of the above. So yeah. And they had, they had his monologue to establish all that. And, uh, Great job. He did a perfect job establishing that. Mm-hmm. What's that actor's name? I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Who played Negan in The Walking Dead? Checking my sources. Okay, oh, boy. On the web for Nyan in The Walking Dead. What? What did you say? <laughs> yeah, anyways, it's Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Who is Jeffrey Dean Mor- Morgan? Looking. Okay, I found this on the web for Jeffrey Dean Morgan Morgan. Uh, <laughs> Danny Duquette in Grays. That's what it was. Oh, nobody gives a shit, dude. Oh, yeah, they do. Watchmen, yeah. All right, keep going, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, this is the moment that the entire season has been building towards. It's always been hinting at this moment, this, this meeting between uh, Rick and Negan and what's to come of it. And there is lots of foreshadowing with uh, Negan's weapon of choice, which is a bat uh, entwined in barbed wire, who he's named Lucille. You saw it uh, engraved in a handgun that Carl had. Is that what it said in it, Lucille? In the gun? Yeah. No, it was just a, a bat with a with a barbed wire. Oh, I got it. it. Okay. But anytime we saw any kind of enemy even in seasons past with a bat you knew it was foreshadowing this moment so ultimately negan uh lets the group know that he's not about slaughtering everybody because he needs everybody to work for him uh like a true you know mob mob mentality he needs he needs his worker bees so he can't go and slaughter everybody but someone does have to pay for all of the deaths that Rick's group has brought onto him. Because if you look at it from the other side, if you're part of Negan's group, Rick's group is really the evil bunch killed off an entire fortification. A lot of people in their sleep all in cold blood without provocation. So who's the bad guy here? Well, there would have been provocation if they had just given them enough time. 
<laughs> yeah, that's good. Right? <laughs> Scenario wouldn't have changed. Uh, I found this part to be really, really ominous. Um, is this where we touch on the uh, the final scene before we fade to black? Yep. I know you disapproved of this. Uh, I thought, for me, aside from... Uh, Okay, the first person perspective with the camera looking up, I could I could take it or leave it. That really didn't do much for me. The part I didn't really like, and they had done it, I think two other times this past season or three, was the uh, breaking the fourth wall by having the blood spatter. It was almost like a video game effect, mm-hmm. where the camera, where the person would be close to the camera, and there'd be like a kill shot or some kind of injury or whatever, and the blood spatter would you know sort of drip splatter on the screen and sort of drip down. I was okay with how they finished it with us not knowing who the, uh, the victim was that had to pay for, you know, the group's, uh, so-called, uh, crime against, uh, Negan's group. Mm. What'd you think? I, I thought it was pretty cheap, pretty lame. I was angry. You didn't, you didn't like the I tension? Was upset. Or- for the it fact went, that now that we have to wait, that's like, what's, what's the problem with having to wait? <laughs> what's the problem with it? We don't need to. You could have easily finished the story by telling me who got killed. And then the whole summer we'd be, Oh, what is the, what is the aftermath of all this? That's just as much of a cliffhanger. He told as us what this rip off going to be. He said, you guys are going to go back. I'm going to kill somebody. You guys are all going to work for me. You're going to go back. You're going to give me a half of your stuff and you're going to open your doors to me. And if any of my guys want to walk in and do whatever, you're going to let them do that. Okay. Here's the scary part. If, if they killed off a huge character, they could have showed it and we'd have been all summer going, Oh my God, they killed this person off. How is this going to, how is this going to be rectified? Imagine if they killed Daryl off or somebody all summer, people would be having riots in the streets waiting for the fall season premiere to see how this fleshes out. Maybe they didn't show us because they killed off one of the weakest characters and someone that they'll just, well, no, that's, that's, but but, uh, let's go back to the weakest character. I don't want any of the major ones gone at the moment. Do you? Like, who would you consider a weak, one of the weaker characters in that group? Rosita. Rosita. Yeah, she could go. She's not been fleshed out at all. Well, just barely. Now that Eugene's given over, supposedly, the making of the bullets. Yeah. Uh, provided Rick still is able to keep it. Um, is, is that why they didn't show us? Because they're like, well, people would be like, oh, no big deal. Moving on. I think people would be upset if Eugene got killed off now because he's suddenly taken a, a turn to try and prove himself and you know he's winning over everyone's uh everyone's hearts. They I used people like Eugene from the start, to be honest with you. Oh yeah, definitely. There's a fan, I'm saying. So in the comics, you know what happened, right? I don't think that's a secret anymore, do you? I, dude, I stopped reading after issue thirty. I got no idea what's going on. So you don't want me to say who, uh, who got killed. Yeah. Is it going to be different in the show though? We don't know. Right. I thought you said even the, uh, even the actors don't know who got killed off. Yeah. No, we don't know. 
I think it'll be different. Well, whatever, man. You can it's speculation, really. It could be completely different. So, who got killed off in the comic? In the comics, it was Glenn that shockingly got murdered by the hand of Negan in a most brutal, brutal fashion. One we really haven't even seen uh, that much brutality in the comic yet. And uh, Glenn was much beloved, probably the most beloved character in the comic at that point, which Kirkman loves to do. Whoever you're loving the most, I'm going to kill. And it was shocking when Glenn got it. And that's why I think this is the one saving grace of not telling me who got killed is that we can talk about it all summer. I still think it was a cheap move and it Don't wasn't you think it's better to have the talk about it than to think, all right, we know what's happened now. What are they going to do next? Now we're doing all those talk about, well, now who got killed now? Okay. Now it's all these different scenarios that we have to come up with based upon who we just, who we believe has been killed off. I think it's way more entertaining, way more enthralling. Yeah. There was no entertainment. They, it was a, an RV trip with a lot of backing up and, uh, <laughs> that, and then they didn't tell a story. They had an obligation of storytellers to finish the story. Yeah. But didn't I the know. Constant- I know they said that the real story was following Nick's, uh, Rick's, uh, drop in confidence and to see him go from El Presidente down to a blubbering mass. It was all Rick's story and that his story was told, but it wasn't the real story is what happened at the end of that bat swing. It was irresponsible storytelling and cheap theatrics that is to maintain viewership to season seven on a, on a season six where anything can go for viewers. They know that uh, season six is the one where viewers start to tune out and uh, they're just grasping at straws and cheap theatrics to keep us coming back for season, which they don't have to do. I'd be there for season seven. If they'd have just finished the story, I'd be there because, I don't know if I want you back for season seven now. I think you should go. At the end of that episode, I was seriously ready think, to throw up my towel. Leave it for fans like me who enjoy the show. That was, it who was cheap storytelling. Who can appreciate, it's not cheap storytelling. It was it entertaining. Is, and the sickening thuds of the bats was the perfect way to finish it off. It was because I forgave him for the whole Glenn debacle. I, I, thought they would pull through at the end and, and, uh, and give me, uh, give me my happy ending. I need to, uh, I needed to unload and they, they didn't get me there. Got blue balls, blue balled up. Although I was enjoying the whole, uh, when he was deciding who was going to get it and the camera kept going from one person to another. It reminded me of like a spaghetti Western, uh, Sergio Leone. With uh, the good and bad and the ugly, the Mexican standoff in the end, the close-ups of everyone's face, you know, bump, bump, bump. We could have used that theme song there. I didn't like the point of view camera shot for the end. I thought that was really cheap and cheesy. The blood coming down off the lens was really cheap. I think they should have, what I would have done would have been have the camera stay on one person's face 
like maybe even Rick's, as you heard the bat just continually whack, whack, and then have the camera fade out. And see You're exactly right. Totally. That would well, the perfect way to finish it off, I think. When is is POV a good camera usage? When you're watching porno. That's it. It's the only way. Now, you're right, because we know two people are surviving this, Rick and Carl, because Negan said it. If uh, this guy moves, rip this kid's other eye out and feed it to this guy. So he, we know those two are the only safe ones. I think your idea of putting the camera on Rick would have been great. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's our walking dead wrap up. I think we've said enough about that. That's it. eh? that's it, dude. I'm tired, tired of it. One thing I wanted to finish off with though, was while we're still talking about TV shows is the return of uh, the final season of Banshee. Are you up to date? It's only been two episodes so far. (sighs) No, no, it, it did record though. So I'm looking forward to watching that. I am enjoying it immensely. Uh, I think it started off fantastic. Last season was, uh, you had a lot of complaints about it. Yeah, last, it went off the rails. Yeah. This is sort of returned to more basics. Um, so far, anyway, it's been a lot less, uh, it's been stuff that's been more realistic, I guess. So it's probably more uh, in your wheelhouse. But I'm really enjoying it. I'm not going to spoil it for you. So, but for those of you who have not checked out Banshee yet, it's on uh, HBO on Friday nights. It's in the final season. Season what? Six? Five or six? It's the final season, whatever it is. Can't remember now. Yeah, it's a great show. Check it out. Yeah, I have it sitting on the PVR. I was going to put it on the other night. And then I, uh, I called an audible and decided to play some, uh, Alan Wake instead. One episode left for me in Alan Wake. Why are you so far behind? Everyone else is done. <laughs> no, it's uh, one more episode. What's Pretty the next, good. uh, what's the next game to play for the cartridge club? Well, they're all playing God hand right oh, now. God hand. That's right. Wow, you're behind. No, I'm not playing that. I'm creating the uh, CC Underground Game of the Month, which is to continue playing Alan Wake for another month. Mm. <clears throat> you're going to like it with, when you uh, finally... For those of you with no dexterity and can't get through games fast. I got it way late in the month. Join Bill as he plays <laughs> <laughs> Alan Wake. Maybe uh, he'll be playing it next month, so... We'll continue on with the underground there. Maybe. You know what? Why did you not prepare? And as the games are coming out for this season of the cartridge club, go out and get them ahead of time. I'm kind of ready. I didn't have God hand. You don't have God hand. Well, it's an expensive, it's stupid expensive. You're not a true cartridge club member. (laughs) No, I guess I'm not. At least I play them. Have you played a cartridge club game of the month yet? I can't. You're allowed to play a cartridge no, club. No, I'm doing it hardcore where I'm not <laughs> even playing that. Hardcore. So these guys who are doing this one console and still doing the cartridge club game of the month, uh, I got it over you. I'm doing it how it should be done. <laughs> okay. That's a cop-out. I think that's the definition of a cop-out. That's not a cop-out. That's being hardcore. Take that. 
All right, take it away. You know I'm about to bail on this fucking one console. Piece of shit. Take it away. We signing off. Yep. Well, everyone, thanks again for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, as always, please remember to subscribe to us on YouTube, follow on Twitter, bookmark our websites, and listen to us on iTunes. And be sure to catch our episodes every Friday morning. Yeah. Um, how do you think we did uh, going through this season with zero preparation? With what? <laughs> with the show? Yeah. The Walking Dead recap with no preparation and no names. <laughs> you did pretty good. I, uh, to be honest with you, I thought we were just going to talk about the second half of the season. I couldn't remember what happened in the first half there. Oh, we got to fill this hour up, man. Dude, we can talk about anything. Yes, I res- it's the beauty of our podcast. We're I respect those dudes that, uh, that do research and get things ready ahead of time. But hey, we're off the cuff, yo, right? Yeah, but off why do you make cuff. fun of me when I do the research and then I'm reading my notes? Oh, well, we can't have you read. Everyone, everyone knows that. Jesus. Okay. Uh, well, shit. Uh, again, we're sorry we ran out of time for Cartridge Canuck, but look for him next week. And uh, that's all I have for us today. You, Joe, are you good? I'm, I'm ready. I'm Swayze. I'm out. Post and post it.